that's not it. I swear to God, I'm going to do it right this time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. Are you? you are yeah. now entering. What's the matter? I don't hear nothing. You don't hear anything? No. What? I hear it just fine. You don't are hear you, that? Are you messing with me? Oh, no, I can't hear it. That's what you're like, I'm going to do it fine this time. Like, are you? Uh, that's a weird one. Is it, maybe, maybe I put it in an audition? Maybe that's what it was. Hold on. For all I know, maybe we weren't even recording. Here, let's try that now. Huh? Yeah, I can hear it. All right, you heard it? <laughs> you heard? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome D-Tex Smith <laughs> and Steve Mix. You are now ah. entering. We're back and better than ever, Ted. Oh, well-oiled machine. Boom. <laughs> That's right. You're welcome, Mega Family. We are back. That might, been the, most, that might have been the most awkward thing we've had in a while. I guess I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, are you effing with me? <laughs> right then I said, are you effing with me? Yeah, I don't know. Certain buttons weren't pushed. But you know what? It wouldn't be the Mega Cast without a little failure. Yeah. I screwed up the intro to the podcast last night. Oh, did you? Oh, 100%. Was that the first one back for 2020? Yep. yep. How'd it go? Uh, actually, it was a good cast. Yeah, I just I just fumbled through the beginning, dude. I, I felt the same way on the on the Migs cast too. It was just like getting back in that rhythm, and it was like I don't know about you, but I got at first. I'm like, man, it's been nice being able to go home earlier than usual. Part of me was just like, I don't feel like doing it anymore, like because you just get away from it, and it's not like I didn't like doing it. But then once I did it, I was like, oh yeah, this is why I like doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. And sometimes, honestly, man, I don't care what the job is. And we like our jobs. We have cool jobs. But by the end of the year, you're just tired. Just burnt out. Yeah. And well, and also, and on top of it, and I, I talked a little bit in, in detail about it on, on the mix cast. I'm sure we'll talk about it here. Just get used to me talking about baby stuff. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, But leading up to having that baby, I was mad. Uh, and I, I remember I talked to you for a minute because I had to cancel a mega cast, one or two of them, because I was just going through some massive panic attacks. And like my mind was just not right. Like It was a struggle just to try and be entertaining on the radio. I couldn't even imagine to continue that after it was like exhausting. My body was just beat and I was just, my mind was just a mess. I was just, you know, between the, the pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm having a kid to what's going on with my body. Like I was having panic attacks and am I having a heart attack? Am I going to die before this kid even gets into the world? And then I go yeah. to the doctor and I have like a, 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 a it's called a lipoma on my wrist. And I, I get those cause I, I get like cyst lipomas. My whole family does. It's just like yeah. bumps from time to time. I get them removed when they get too big. But then I had one on my forearm where the doctor was like, oh, that one kind of concerns me. You should get that one removed and checked out. I'm like, great. Do I have now cancer? Because that's like that's how my dad found out he had prostate cancer, even though I had nothing to do with one with the other. Right, but it's how just, he found out. Yeah, so I'm like, now I'm about to die from a heart attack. I think I got cancer. I have a kid on the way. My whole world is crumbling. But being awesome, I, it was just, dude, I was a complete mess. Yeah, and the pre- and and everything's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. right. But people, it's very hard. Right, people won't understand. It's not like right, like you can't just start, you can't just start the morning on BJ and Migs and be like, "Oh, I'm a sourpuss." This, what, you know what I mean? I don't feel like talking. Right, right. Like you have to talk. Right, right. So it's like sometimes I don't think people understand. That's a weird pressure, and it's hard. Like it, it's hard. It, it, it's super hard, and it, and I hate being that guy because I know there's I don't know about you, but I sometimes feel like my issues are not on the same level as other people's issues, and I can't. I'm like, man, there are people that hate their jobs and are battling X, Y, and Z, and but everyone's problem is everybody's problem, and, and and you know you just everybody's having a hard go, no matter what it is, and then you know you hear from people like. You know, like, well, why can't you just not go to work? And I'm like, I, I know I have to go to work. And and it's like, I'm sure, like, I told yeah. my boss, I'm having panic attacks and a mental breakdown. He probably, I'm positive he'd be like, yo, take some time off. But it was just like, I couldn't. Like, I physically, could, I needed to go to work, but I also shouldn't have, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just a tough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> holidays, too. Holidays, everything. Right. I was just, man. It was so, and I mean, yeah, you're usually pretty cool. There was a couple times. I think I even said something to like, You'll be fine, man. Like, I know. Right? I, know. <laughs> like, I had to say something like, I'm sure every dad goes through this. Yeah. Like, I think there's one more where I'm having like, a breakdown at the, right by the mail room. And I'm like, and then this is happening. Ted, I think I'm dying. And blah, blah. And Ted's just like, this is not like you, but I think you're going to be okay. Well, I had a friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Like, we could talk, we'll probably talk too much about kids on this cast coming up. But Kid like, talk. between you, Taryn, and then my other two friends, like, I'm very plugged into kid culture right now right it's like my one friend she had a tough time after the kid right and she's just like you know blah 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 and, it, and like i wasn't trying to be mean or anything but i just I, at one point i just said to say hey 
you're a new mom. Like, yep. no offense, but like a lot of people have been like, you're going to make it through this. I yeah. know it seems like it's very tough and individual, right? Like, you're going to make it through. Well, it was like, I, you know, honestly, who kept popping into my mind of all people, not like not that he's a bad dad or anything, just I never would have thought that myself and Thrill, a conversation with him, like, would be like a moment that I keep in the back of my mind because he's like, yeah. look, I know. You're freaking out. And I didn't even say I was freaking out, but I was just like, it was I'm the freaking last. out, man. I'm going nuts, thrill. But it was uh, that Thursday before the baby was born on Friday the 13th, so Thursday the 12th. And I'm leaving work, and I'm like, all right, well, we're going to take tomorrow off because we were going to induce the baby, so I wanted a fresh night's sleep. Ended up that my wife's water broke on Thursday night, right. which was great. Um, but he's just like, I know you're probably freaking out. You'll figure everything out. It's a yeah. lot easier than you think it is. Once the baby comes out, you will figure it all out. And I honestly did not understand that, but I was like, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. More advice that whatever. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate right, it. Right. Okay, thanks. Get in line. But once that baby popped out, he couldn't And it was just like, oh, I get what Thrill is saying. Like, once that baby's alive, you're like, okay, we got this. Now, granted, I've spent the last three weeks just staring at this child every couple of minutes and going, you breathing? All right, cool. That's basically my relationship with this child right now. Yeah. Well, you do look more relaxed than I've seen you in months. Feel better. Which is weird because your baby's like, what, not even a month old. Three weeks three and some change. Coming up on four weeks this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife's in the greatest spirits. Like, I, I never really, we talked a little bit about it on the Megacast, probably more on the Megacast and the Migscast than I know for sure than I did on the air. Yeah. Like the IVF process, the IUIs, and nothing really working. And it was just, it was a, it was a massive struggle for six years. And it progressively got worse because then my wife started getting depressed. And it was harder for me to try and hide what I was going through because I didn't want to bring her even more down. So like there yeah. was this, and you know, we had a lot of talks and then finally I had to break down to her and be like, I'm just going, I'm not having a good go right now. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, well, I wanted us to be able to keep positive throughout this negativity. That was this baby's not coming. And then when it did come, it was just like, whew, holy crap. And, and so like I shared stuff on my Twitter. I wrote like a whole little thing, which yeah. I, was, I, I actually put that in my drafts. I'm never like that guy. I'm like, let me sit on this one. Cause it was like eight <laughs> IUIs, three, I, uh, two IVFs, six years of trying, almost gave up hope. Like, and it was like a very heartfelt thing. And I'm like, I'm not that guy. I don't usually, I'm not the oversharer on social media, but I thought about, there was a couple people, two in mind that really pop into my mind that helped me on un- unknowingly. One was Casey from Q13. Uh, all right. She shared her whole story and it, it was IVFs and all this, and yeah. like, the struggles of getting pregnant. And I remember reading that at a very low point and it was like, you don't feel alone. It's not helping. And it was funny because I would show it to my wife, and my wife was the other way around. She's like, well, that's great. They're having a kid. And I'm like, okay, this is not working for you. Like, You know what I mean? Like, but it's that's like, the tough thing, right? It's like I brought up before, and like, you don't want to talk about like miscarriages and stuff, but like, it, mm-hmm. when it comes to this childbirth, there's just stuff people don't talk about. Right. So then every couple, it seems like it's just your- You internalize it. Right, and it's just you guys going through it. And then there was a wrestler from the Bay Area- uh, 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 goes by, I'm trying to remember his wrestling name. His name uh, Seth Matthews. Yes. Okay. Because he goes, I know him by his real name. I know. It's just funny. It's, it's like, such a serious conversation. You're like, oh, what is his wrestling name? <laughs> you know, it's like probably how uh, sex workers are when they're talking about their friends. Uh, I mean, she goes by Crystal on the main stage. Uh, um, Gladys. It's Gladys. That's what I'm talking But I read something he posted about several. By the way, that is, would be a weird name for a stripper. Gladys? No, her, her stage name is Crystal. Her real name is Gladys. I'm just still trying to picture any stripper I meet, and she's like, all right, my actual name is Gladys. Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like Gladys three was... years old. <laughs> right? It's Gladys Knight. Well, one of her dancer friends are the pips. <laughs> I don't know, Ted. Well, he wrote something hard fun. It made me, it, it connected with me, and it was cool when like, we finally announced that we were having a kid. He reached out to me because I reached out to him uh, the direct message one and said, Hey, man, I know we don't really know each other all that well. Like, we just know each other from like 3 2 1 Battle and other wrestling stuff. But like, what you, what you shared was like, it really hit home and it helped me yeah. throughout all this. Um, so that's why I finally was like, You know what? Screw it. I'm hitting send because I know that there are people out there that are internalizing their struggles just as much as we did. And, and, and hopefully my story can help. I, I hate to be that guy. My story hopefully can help somebody, but I really do hope it's that the truth. I hope that somebody out there who's battling this and I've gotten many there was, messages. I was going to say, and I want to say there was some of the replies where people were like me and my wife are struggling. Yep. Yeah. And they said that I really appreciate you writing this. It makes me feel less alone. I think that's the problem is that a lot of times when we internalize things, you just assume you're the only one battling it, but it's like, there's not a, 
there's not a fertility doctor for a reason. We're not the only one that needs that doctor. Right. Although the way they charge us, it, they treat us like as if they're the only one, we're the only ones that they're able to make money off of because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's a little more behind the curtain. So Steve and I often, when we do this, we'll sit here and chit chat for a while before we do it. Yeah. You, he can, he can attest to, sometimes he would tell me some of the figures and I just be like, what? Yes. Like they, it costs that. Like, I was like, this is a racket, man. It is. I was just like, holy cow. It's insane. Like we, we financed our home so that we could do two IVFs and if it didn't work, so you could do right, one. And then they sell it like, you got to buy two at once. And I'm like, how's there a sales pitch on this? They're there trying is. to make a human. Right. That's when you're like, I don't know if I trust you, mother efforts, but we're at the mercy of this yes. science. But it's like, you could pay, I don't know what it was. Like, I don't have a problem issue saying it because people can research and they'll figure it out. It's like $13,000 or $14,000, not including the medication, the procedure. <laughs> and that's for one time. Or for the low, low price of $30,000 or something like that, or yeah. it's like 16000 for one, but for the low price of $30,000, you could get two, and if it doesn't work, you'll get almost half of it back. They won't even tell you the exact amount. That, I mean, right, that's just an insane business model. Like, there's just, this weird window. Oh. And so it didn't work both times. Yeah. And I mean, thank God we were able to refinance our home. We were in a decent, you know, it was like, this sucks. I just spent 10 years paying off this house, but we really, you know, this is important to us. At the end of the day, We'll worry about that at some other point. And, you know, yeah. oddly enough, like we were able to lower our rates. And, and I was planning on refinancing anyway because I was in a bad spot when I first got the house and I'm in a better spot now and I wanted to make it more locked in. Yeah. Um, but, and then they're like, okay, well, it didn't work. Here's 13000 of that $32,000 back. It's like, wow, sweet. <laughs> That's rad. Uh, but, you know, Oddly enough, then soon after that, we find out that we're having a kid. Not soon. Actually, went on for a while. We did acupuncture, and I still believe that that helped calm the stress. I don't know yeah. if there's actually fertility acupuncture specialists, and I feel weird telling people, like when they're sharing their stories about their IVF problems, like, like I know I'm being that guy and giving you unsolicited advice, but have you looked into this? Because I wish we would have done this before we did the IVF. A couple hundred bucks a pop is a lot better than 30000 Did you ever try my advice? What's that, sex? I don't remember my advice is like, get her Sid, high? Sid, Sid seems really stressed. Just go out on a weekend, get wasted, enjoy yourselves, have some regular sex, not making baby sex. I think that was always my advice. Tell her to have a cocktail. Chill out. It's funny, though. <laughs> one of her family members gave her pretty much the same advice, and she's like a rather like rather conservative person. Yeah. And I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, she uh, just seems so stressed. And I, she had a right to be very yeah. stressed with it. Yeah. That was so, that's so good. Just giving people a little peek behind the curtain. Oh, there's so much. That was always my advice. Don't get stoned or have a cocktail. Chill out. There's so many things behind the curtain. Like the, the whole IVF process was just insane because it was like when she would ovulate, the, the window of me then having to drop off the boys at the quote unquote collection room at the reproductive clinic was a small window. So like, okay. As soon as work's over, and that was sometimes we didn't do podcasts because of that reason. Yeah. And it got to the point where my heart was just breaking because it wasn't working that I didn't want to always share these stories. But yeah. The one that was the weirdest, and I'll never forget this, was I knew that I'd have to be at work. Usually we were able to time it that I could go home and we'd go to the Tacoma office, but the Tacoma office would close at a certain point, or we would come back to Seattle because it was a little bit, the hours were a little bit wider, uh, but I'd have to go hurry home and back. But this time, like the window was too small that I would not be able to go home and get her and bring her back. She's like, don't worry about it. My, my mom and my grandma want to go to Seattle to do some shopping, so we're going to go in early. They'll drop me off, and then we'll meet up, and, I'll, and I could drive you home. I'm like, great. That's perfect. Okay. All I ask... Can they just drop you off? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know me. I'm very in my own head. When it, like, if, there's, if Lulu starts barking, like, it's Mr. Softy. If the TV's on and, something, and I start focusing on something other than sex, it's Mr. Softy. Like, I'm just, I, I'm not the guy that needs outside distractions. Now you're going <laughs> to get it. Right. So <laughs> I do not need to see your mom and your grandma moments before I go in the collection room and I got to take care of myself. That's no. not the image I want to see. No. Right. Okay, no problem. Thank you. All right, show ends. Hurrying over there, man. This is like, and this was the, right before I think the second IVF. So like, there was just so much optimism. And like, I'm going. We're gonna make a baby. Getting there, pull into the office, walk in, and who are the first two people I see? Her mom and her grandma. They're just sitting in the waiting room with her. And my wife's just looking at me like a, a sad puppy, going like basically giving the eyes of. I, I couldn't make it more clear to them. They just still wanted to come say hi. 
So I'm like, okay, grandma, <laughs> you can tell, realize how awkward this was. So she kind of just said, good to see you and kept going. No hug, no kiss. Mom-in-law, of course, sweetest woman in the world. Sweetest woman in the world. Absolutely like love her so much. Like she's one of my absolute favorite people, but did not realize the connection of what's going on, I think, because she's just such a sweet lady. Big hug, kiss on the cheek. So good to see you. We love you so much. I'm like, see, and Sid's just like part laughing, but part also like, oh crap, we're gonna, I'm gonna be waiting out here for a while. Yeah, and you know, because they don't have the best Wi-Fi when you go in this collection room, the the service isn't that great. So I'm trying to pick up any kind of like going in the bank. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Do they have magazines or anything? Yeah, I ain't touching those. Yeah, I mean, they might be fine. I just don't want to touch. You know what I mean? It's like when you hate It's easy for me to say. I have never been in there. Right. But you know, like if you loan somebody a porn, do you ever expect to get it back? Uh, yeah. You do? If it was like a DVD? Oh, I, I plan that it's off and it's now it's, that's its new owner. Mm. You know, that's a good question. Now I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, I feel like it's been years since I've loaned somebody a porn <laughs> that's video. A good point. That's so a- I think back, I was so young. I was like, yo, I need that back. <laughs> I can't afford a new one. <laughs> right? I, can't, I don't even know where to find them. Yeah. So... Long story short, we have a kid now. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about the other uh, tragedy from everybody having children now. And, and that is? Where does Ted sleep? Oh, <laughs> Ted still has a spot. All right. Here's what happened. So, of course, we got Taryn and Brad, I lost my room. Yeah, you, you kind of, you didn't lose the room. All you right. lost the bed. So All that, right. that room now is an office. Ooh, I see what you're saying. But. I kept, remember when we went to Portland, I had that nice uh, queen-sized air mattress? Yeah, yeah, That did not get purged. That stayed. And I right, was right. like, are you going to throw that away? You don't really need it. I'm like, that's Ted's bed. Nice. And she's like, good looking out. All right, I, I can respect that. I'm like, well, Ted's still going to come over, so your room is still the same. In fact, it's better now. Now you have a TV with cable in there. Ooh, no And kidding. an Xbox. Oh, I could be watching sports. Or playing them. EA Sports. <laughs> it's in the game. <laughs> Why don't we do some push-ups? We'll talk more about the whole baby stuff. Uh, I don't know why. It's just funny to me. Like I, you guys watch the kid, and I'm in, like, "Where's Santa? Yeah, he's out there playing Xbox. He'll be fine. He's gonna come down at some point. Right? He'll get hungry. He's he's in the Super Bowl, babe. He's played an entire season since yesterday." But that's what I'm telling you. It's always the joke that children are like drunk people. Mm-hmm. They're like, Francis. so true. But Francis is 16 months. I mean, she is me, right? <laughs> she eats, she naps, she like drinks a lot of stuff. I mean, mostly water, right? <laughs> but she's, and I will say this. Now, Francis, full disclosure, coming back from Lopez was not very happy and was yelling and screaming. Uh-huh. But, and you'll like this in, a, in like a year. These children have to eat all the time. Yes, they do. So I would just strategically be like, we could go to this place because it's a bar and grill. We could sit on this side. I could get a beer, have a coconut shrimp. Yes. Yes. So like the snacking and snappiness, I was like, I'm down with this. Dude, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. um, uh, Dude, the baby's already clearly taken after me. All it does is poop, sleep, cry, and look for mom's boob. Yeah, that's basically what I'm, dude, oh, so, so funny two nights ago. So sometimes Sid, because she's so tired, I mean, she's getting up hours that she's not used to, and both of us are tired, but like, we're not exhausted, because the baby sleeps all the time, it doesn't cry a lot, like, which is nice, but there are times where she's breastfeeding, not yet, exactly, I'm enjoying it while we can, (laughs) there are times where she's breastfeeding on the couch, and... The baby dozes off, though, kind of keeps her mouth on the boob, which I think is hilarious, hand on it, like a, like a mouth on the boob. And then Sid will nod off, and the baby will kind of nod off its head. And yet, two days ago, I look over at the baby, Tatum, and she's just like trying to get back to the boob, but she doesn't really have the strongest head and neck muscles just yet. Like, right, she can move that's, it. That's why you always got to hold their heads, right? Yeah, like she's actually pretty good at it so far, like more impressive than I thought based on what I've read. But she's trying to get back to that boob, but she can't. And I sat there for like a good 20 seconds before I tried to help and just laughed. Because it was just like a drunk person. Ah. 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 Finally, I'm like trying to grab her head and like shove it in my wife's boob. And now I'm grabbing my wife's boob, trying to work it. And so Sid wakes up. He's like, what are you doing? That is so awkward. I was like, uh. Her head fell off your boob and you were asleep. I didn't want to wake you. She's like, you didn't think by like manhandling my breast that you weren't going to wake me? 
I'm trying. I'm a, a new, new dad. dad. <laughs> All right, why don't we get the heart racing, yeah. the blood pumping, and the brain functioning? Um, Ted, it's good to see you, my friend. All right, All right. All right. All right, I'm going to try my best to do push-ups. I kind of strained my elbow getting jacked and tan the other night. Did you really? Yeah, I was doing chest dips, and I, I think I lost focus, and I just kind of tweaked it. Ooh. Not fun. No, no, no. But let's do this. Let's get 10 for the mega family. All right. All right, here we go. We were gonna hit the drop. We almost did. We almost did. I want to go to a festival, Ted. Yeah, I went to a big party with uh, our buddy Joe. Uh huh. And like one of the rooms in this big party was like a like the club room or whatever. Yeah. We were having a good time. I was booty bumping chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go to a festival, or can we just, you and I, just spend some time in a room listening to some like really intense EDM music all night long? Yeah, right. Either one is fine. You know what we me. should do one day, honestly? We always have these trips and we use the Lion Pride buses. Yeah. Let's just have Rich just drive us around for like six hours. In. Right? Right. Like, I'm like, at the end of the day, like, we probably stop at like a bar or two. Just bar hopping with Rich. Right. But with you and me like, and Rich. Right. We'd be fine just cruising around. I'm in. Right. I bet we, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple other people, but that's it. Yeah. I could see like J Mac and Munson wanting to do that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 And I might throw old Joe in there. Maybe oh, yeah. reintroduce him back to your side. Yeah. 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 Because Lulu won't be there. So it's fine. <laughs> Ted Talks. Starring the Tech Smith. Some of that inspirational music, Ted. Yeah. 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 So the beginning of the TED Talk is just how I left uh, for the holidays. Just reminding people, uh, spend time with your friends. And also, you know, holidays, you got to spend time with family. But there's certain people that are important to you. Like, hang out with them. And also, as a reminder, if you didn't see those people this year around the holidays, maybe try to be a better friend the other 11 months of the year. <laughs> right. You don't need the holidays to be the only reason. Right. I have a few people in my life that every holiday season want to want to flow the tears and be like, oh, I wish you hung out more. Like, well, I wish you were a better friend. <laughs> right? Why are you looking at me that way? I have a kid. I'm a new dad. <laughs> yeah. Then the other thing I'd remind people is uh, this time of year, everybody's very excited about uh, uh, new resolutions and this and that. And if you've already started and you're on it, great. If you haven't started, don't worry. And if you're going to do one, I would say just keep pace. Right? So you don't have to start out gangbusters. I'm going to the gym six days a week. It's probably not sustainable if you weren't going. So just stay consistent. And try to, whatever you want to do, just try to keep it throughout the year. Yeah, don't go balls out because you just, it's like diet. It's like everything. I mean, I'm but sure you got to have, right. Like the only way I actually lost weight in the last few years and kept it off was by having times when I still ate stuff I wanted to eat. Shout out to Matt, right? Yeah, yeah. I helped you with that. Yeah, yeah. Was it nutrition made fun? Yeah, Nutrition Made Fun on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Matt runs a great program there with uh, Precision Nutrition, I believe okay. it's called. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I've noticed myself, too. Like, you know, I'm doing this whole eating a S ton of meat, and but it's like the same meal all the time. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I just got to be like, you know what? Sushi tonight. Yeah. Indian tonight. Let's go get some uh, ice cream social, or you know what I mean? Or like salt and straw. Oh, salt and straw right now. They're on God. fire when it comes to vegan options for my wife. Dude, it's so funny. There's one... <laughs> like that, you know, you know how close Bills is to my house. Yeah. So there's one just on the next nope. block down. That's where I went on. Um, what the hell date was that? Oh crap! I don't know. Saturday, Friday night. Last oh Friday. no, kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still haven't been in, dude. It's so good. I walk by it all the time. I have never been in. that. And the damn molten lava cakes are like a hot cakes. Uh huh. There's one in Ballard. There's one on Capitol Hill. That's like a two blocks from my house. I've never been over there either. Maybe we have to stop at these places when we're in the bus. Maybe we do. Before things get too weird. (laughs) We know Munson likes uh, molten lava cakes. Remember, that's what he ordered from Domino's, which led to him throwing his phone against the wall while we were in Spokane. That was a classy hotel, too. (laughs) (laughs) We have stayed in some piles 
Yeah. The first yeah. year, that still might be the sketchiest hotel I've ever stayed in. Yes. They were people were clearly running whores, prostitutes out of that hotel. A car got stolen out of the parking right lot. Right in front of us. Right in front of us. And then we chirped the guy. He was not happy about it. Yeah, one of our guys asked him if he wanted to join the gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say yes. And then do you remember when we went to get breakfast at the Continental Breakfast? Oh. It was so sad looking. And there is a dude with a backpack, backpack. just staring yes. out this window. He does not I mean it literally looked like a movie drug deal. It's like, like he is waiting for somebody to pick up this bag. And well, he, we're making waffles. Right. And just like awful. Like you've seen crappy continental breakfast. Picture the worst. Right. Like I got the last drip of waffle and it wasn't even enough to make a full waffle. It was so bad. Man. And I mean that guy didn't look he didn't move his head. He was just staring outside nope. waiting for somebody to pick up. Now look, he could have just been waiting for a ride. But just his demeanor, I was like, that bag is full of either cash or drugs. Yes. I'm thinking drugs. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. That was the sketchiest thing ever. And I remember then going on like whatever. It wasn't maybe Yelp reviews, whatever, Hotel.com reviews. And the first review, I'll never forget. The headline was, well, at least nobody got shot this time. And it was about a time, the last time they went there, someone got shot at the hotel. And all I could think was, and you still chose to go back to this hotel. Yes, right. And then the, the one you're talking about with Munson, we stayed there twice. And there's that 7-Eleven across the street. I oh went over there one night late at like 1.30 to get a Gatorade. And as I'm in there, I'm like, this is a poor, poor decision. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to play it cool, but I'm ahead. I'm just freaking out. I'm like, this is a poor decision. Yeah, this is- this Something is, could go very wrong in here. <laughs> this is what news stories start. Yeah. And everyone will be like, well, did you look at this idiot? He went to the 7-Eleven. Right, to get a Gatorade. What did he think? At <laughs> two in the morning? Nobody goes to that 7-Eleven. Drink a glass of water, fella. Yeah. Yeah, that place was sketch. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't we take a quick break? When yeah. we come back, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Festival Life with Coachella All right. and Bonner right. in the news. I have thoughts. All right. Uh, I've actually got a story about cricket. Oh, nice. Yeah, which made me think of you. Um, and, oh, there's going to be a, there's sad news to report. Oh. Um, you know, we came back. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put together some new pr- production pieces. You know, Grace, our robot, our Australian robot. You know, she's, she's been a while since she said anything new on yeah. our podcast. I go to that website. Oh, no. And it doesn't work. She's gone. I think Grace is no longer with us. Mm. She'll forever be in our hearts. But now we have a new robot. Oh, so there's a new robot. Yes, because I found a All different right. website. Right. <laughs> Her name is Alice. Alice. Hmm. And Alice doesn't seem very nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you'll hear this when, <laughs> when the Megacast returns. <laughs> she seems kind of like a bitch. <laughs> Happy New Year, motherfuckers. New Year, new voice. Grace is gone. I killed her. Blip, blip. The Megacast will return. Did she do it a blah, blah? Yeah. It's a new year with new beginnings. Your goal for 2020 is to accomplish the goals from 2019 that you should have done in 2018 because you made a promise to yourself in 2015 to complete what you had planned in 2010. Mm, good luck with that. Ted and Steve are back, and they better get used to my voice. I'm Alice, the new queen bitch in this cast. The mega cast is back. She's the new queen bitch. In the house. In the house. Blip, blip. Blip, 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 blip. I do want to play a funny thing, because I was like, just going online, I came across the most random thing. I was like, wow, this guy actually sums up what life was like on the, the moments leading up to the baby popping out of my wife's hoo-ha. All right. There's a comic by the name of Nate Bargat. You were in the room? Yes. How is that? Well, I'll, I'll let you have, I'll let Nate describe his experience and then I'll tell you how mine was because right. it was unique. All right. It's, uh, it's a wild experience having a kid. I'm sure a lot of you guys know. It's, uh, I remember on the way to the hospital, like I told my wife, I was like, look, I don't want to see anything. All right. It's going to be like gross. Uh, I wish it was like the 50s when they didn't let men in the hospital. <laughs> But it's not. Now doctors are just like, why don't you deliver the baby? Like, why don't you do most of it? They just pull the baby out and they're like, here, cut the umbilical cord. But like, I didn't take a class. They just act like I'm the guy that cuts umbilical cords at the hospital. I almost cut the wrong part. And then I didn't know. The guy's like, that's not right. I was like, oh, so maybe, you know, you should jump in. You did go to doctor school for this. Why am I doing minor surgery right now? 
No, he's obviously exaggerating that part because I, I did cut the umbilical cord. Luckily, right. I had a lot of texters and listeners that chimed in and people, like, one word of advice. are like, it's a lot chewier, if that makes sense. Like, a lot, like, you really got to kind of, like, get in on that. Like, it's not going to just easily cut with the scissors. So when I went, yeah. I, like, choked up right in there and, like, got it in deep on that scissor and just, like, squeezed and it cut just fine. Nice. Yeah, but, like, they, they, they basically section off the spot and make it idiot proof when it comes to cutting the umbilical cord. Like I was a little nervous about that too. I'm like, what if I screw this up? But they basically like they 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 almost like put like little blockers on two sides. So like the, right. So you cut it right here. Right. Right. So like here. Has it fallen off yet? Yeah, it did. It did, thankfully. Yeah. At first, that was kind of weird. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, like thing. the little green thing and it's stuff? It's like, bl- like brown Black. and yeah. hard, and then like a little blood would happen from time to time. I was like, you don't want to like rub your kid's belly because you're like, that thing is gross. Yeah, I forget whose baby I saw that. It might, it might have been like my niece or mm-hmm. something back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, but then once that came off. Ugh. Yeah, ugh. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. It's just it's funny. It's nasty. It is. It's like, what? get rid of that weird, like, <laughs> crusty balloon knot thing. <laughs> so I mean similar conversation like my wife and I both agreed that I should not watch head on like I All should right. almost be over the shoulder first person shooter perspective you know what I mean not like look right into that yeah I, she didn't want me to do it out of like you know I want you to still look at that as a beautiful thing and I didn't want to look at it because I was afraid I might pass out so, oh yeah I forget you're not that good with that I get stuff. lightheaded and stuff so I'm thinking everything's going right so water breaks we get to the hospital we're in there. 18 hours it took for her from when the water broke to when the baby popped but I think out. for the first one, that's not that bad. I know. I can't imagine going any longer than that, dude. Taryn was in there for like four days. Man, I, I'm, I'm sure like they got some sleep, I would hope, while that was going on. But like, yeah. it was that was, yeah, you're at your wit's end. Well, so we get to the point where it's like, okay, it's getting close, right? All right, one more question. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't Do care. they bring in like... Do they bring in like juices or yeah. water? All right, I'm like 18 hours is a long time. Oh yeah, anything my wife wants, they're like bringing some stuff in. Like what about some, for you? You know what? No, you could get an orange juice. The nice thing was though, because my wife's <laughs> vegan, there were certain things they brought in that she wasn't going to eat, so I ate it. Oh nice, like, uh, chicken broth, uh, yogurt. Oh, going wild, rolling deep, brah. <laughs> so I ate it. Chicken broth. That's right. You yeah, know what's man. up. So now they're at the, like, okay, it's go time. Everything's happening. We're going to get the doctor in here. We got to get you to start pushing. Like every time there's a contraction, you got to like basically push it like you're pushing a poop out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then once the contraction stops, breather, which is intense. Cause it's and like, you did all the classes and everything? No, we didn't do anything. Oh. We went into it. And, and honestly, I'm glad we did. Like my wife and I, we talked about it and she was like, I don't want to go in with a certain expectation of how this is going to go because once, and, and a lot of doctors that we talk to are including ours. And then some people at our church that are like, like family doctors or whatever. They're like, you guys are going into it better than anyone. I, and like the hardest thing is when someone comes in, they've done all the classes and they're like, well, this is how we're going to do it. And then S goes down, making that adjustment. They almost feel like either failures or they're confused or, they or they're panic. angry. They're panicking. Yeah. We're like, Let's just approach it however it happens. If you need a C-section, so be it. If it's hurting so much you need an epidural, get it. And honestly, like as soon as she started feeling, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to be Miss Tough Girl. Give me an epidural. <laughs> she needed three of them. Cause they no kidding. They weren't working, which is painful. Ooh, she's got a tough constitution. Dude, my wife is a freaking warrior. After walking out of all this, I'm like, like, I already had a lot of love and respect for her, obviously. But yeah. like what she went through leading up to this and everything, she's the ultimate rock star in my eyes. Um so now we're in that pushing position. Like, okay, everything's going on. They're like, okay, one nurse grabs one leg. She's like, you're going to have to grab the other leg. And I'm like, oh, switch the spots. I was like, all right. I wasn't expecting that. Like, you know, I was thinking of batting cleanup. I didn't know I was up de- on deck. I was about to say, I'm in the slot. I don't, I don't go. I don't split out wide. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm a slot receiver. I'm an outfielder. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And now I'm trying to like, you ever watch, I don't know if you're a fan of horror films. Hate them. Okay. Have you ever been like with somebody that wants to watch a horror film? Of course. Do you do what I've done? Because I'm not a big horror film fan either, especially like the gory, like, like, uh, I try and act like I'm watching the movie, but I find a way to have my eyes focus on something that is not the actual screen. Now, I'm nice. I watch the movie and then just have terrible nightmares for a week. Okay. Well, I am not nice and I try not watch the movie and basically zone out on a a, a curtain or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm trying that, and I got it. I'm like, good. I'm good. Everything's going on. Everything's going on. And then the nurse, and I'm sure like this is something that they do just for funsies. I don't know. She just goes, would you look at that? And I'm like, look at, whoa. 
And now I'm looking at that. She's like, look at the head. It's coming out. And at first I'm like, you son of a, I didn't want to see this. And then they start like focusing like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like a human is about to leave my wife's insides. Like this is nuts. Like, don't get me wrong. I would not suggest this for anyone that's queasy uh, to do it with some somebody or watch it on TV or whatever. Don't do it with someone that you don't love or you're maybe not responsible for this child. Like I would yeah. never want to see it with anybody else in my life. But because knowing it's ours, there's yeah. something magical and like really beautiful about it. So now I'm like watching, I'm like, wow, that's insane. But now we're going on forever of, of like the baby's oh, it's like it's almost coming out and then like you give up because the contractions stop and then like whoop slides back, back in. in. Right. It's almost like a difficult turd. I was gonna say it sounds like a poo. Right. I sound, Sorry, I know that I sounds... I would never say that to my wife. No, no, no. But it's like the difficult turd. Yeah. Like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then you're like, if I keep pushing, I'm going to pass out. So you take a breather, and it's like, whoop, back in. Son of a bitch, F word. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's what's going on. It hits a point, though, where the baby's like basically stuck and trying to get out. But now they're like, the doctor's like, look, I'm going to need you to push even outside of the contractions. We can't leave her like this. And I and like now I'm freaking out because I'm like, what if, God forbid, something bad happens? Right, right. And so it's like all these years of trying, like your whole world just starts crumbling now. And I'm like, I look at me, I'm like, you just got to do it. And like, and at one point they're like, would you like a mirror to see my wife? I'm like, no. I'm like, and I, I'm glad I did it. And I couldn't really, I'm like, no, babe, you want a mirror to see this. She's like, what? You're watching? I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. You need to see this. And so they rolled in like a little mirror. All right. So she could see what I'm seeing. And she said, and she agreed. Like now she could see how close she was. It helped her when it came to the pushing. To the pushing. So then it was just like that last big push was pure intensity, bro. Oh, that's got to be so painful. And it was just like, and you're screaming. I'm like, you got this. And now all of a sudden this weird gooey looking beings popping out and it's screaming. Now your whole world is like, do they really smack them? I know when he smacked our baby, I'd smack them. I thought that's what you did. I thought you pull them out and they smack them or something. I didn't notice that. I might have been like screaming. I mean, I might, look, I might, I'm thinking of something probably from the 20s. I did not notice that. Chris, I may be way off. I thought there was something they had to do to like make sure it's breathing oh, or something. Oh, man, I don't know, man. Well, this baby was breathing. It was screaming bloody, bloody murder, bro. It was like this little pterodactyl screaming like a baby, a baby dinosaur just got born. And it's like all green and gooey. And I'm like, that is the most <sighs> disgusting, beautiful thing I've ever seen. And tears. Just, How much did it weigh? Uh, seven pounds. She weighed. That's fine, dude. <laughs> seven pounds, uh, almost seven pounds, two ounces. Just a little. Seven all right. Pounds, one Where ounce. were you? I think, I think six pounds, nine ounces. <laughs> nice. Nothing. What were you? Ten, even. What? Oh, was, Holy smokes. Yeah, I was a big baby. Bro, you were a butterball. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy food. <laughs> Always have. And, and, and Tatum was a week late. Which yeah, is crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was. I never felt true tears of joy in my life, and that was that moment, man. It yeah. was the most powerful, surreal thing, and just like I'm happy. Like I know it ruffled some feathers in the family. We didn't. We kicked everybody out and wouldn't let anyone in during the actual process. Like, didn't are they allowed in during that? You can have whoever you want in there. Oh Jesus! I know. I wouldn't even think they were allowed in there. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about doing a. Giveaway, like call her nine, go watch the baby. No, I'm kidding. I mean, it's been years since I've been, like when my brother had my niece, I was yeah. still living back east, but like like we were in the waiting room and stuff, but yeah, I can't imagine wanting to be in the yeah. room and like, a couple I, that's, asked, that's too private. And I, I had to and be that, your guys and thing. I had to be the bad guy. I'm like, no, sorry, this is just for Sid and I. Yeah. And it was hard to say, I mean, if Sid said, no, I want person, person, and person, and I'd be like, that's fine. Like, it's all about making you feel comfortable. But I personally didn't want anyone in there, and I'm glad that she didn't either. So it was just us and the nurses and the doctor. And then when that baby is born, and you're just the, the two of us or the three of us now, we don't yeah. even like the, the the nurses and doctors don't matter. Like they don't exist at that point. They just kind of like step back and let you have the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, whereas family might not. Yeah. Uh, and it was just no, that's the right call. So powerful. I have like a picture on my phone, dude. I have to show you, like, because it was just like one of the greatest things ever. It's um unlike anything that you like. I, I I hate to be that guy. It's like childbirth, amazing, but it's it's so powerful, bro. Yeah. And uh, let me see if I can find the first the first picture of the three of us, man. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't show her boob. Right. That's what. Uh, yeah, that was the three of us right there. That was like taken like minutes after she was born, and like I had to tell my. Open and everything. Oh, dude! Like, there's one where she's like giving us this like 
the dirtiest look. By the way, why did she flip the bird in the first pictures? I don't know. But she did it, and I'm like, well, I better take, I, I need a picture of that. Yeah, dude, I got like, <laughs> there's, there's the bird. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, did you set that up? I'm like, no, I'm not the guy that likes taking pictures of giving, like, I don't. No, I'm, you, like, I'm trying to I'm make. anti-middle finger guy in pictures. Like, I'll do it every once in a while. It's got to be something specific, and we're doing it as a joke. I don't yeah. know that me and you have ever even done it as a joke. No, and in fact, when listeners take a picture with me, and they're like, flip the bird with me, I'm like, nope. I'll do like a peace sign or something. Yeah, you know, I do it like when I wrestle as a bad guy. When people are for me, I like f you guys back. But that's part of a character. Yeah, as, as me as just a human being, I'm not really the. I I don't have issues with people doing it. I just personally don't like flipping people off in pictures. Yeah. So, but I, I was like, that's just that's, that's funny. amazing. That's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I think it's one of those things you don't understand. I was talking to my cousin Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. And we always talk about stuff. And so this was like a year ago, and you know, and like. Like, right, like you guys, everybody was pregnant or whatever. And I asked him something. And he was talking, not in a mean way, but he was just like, it's so hard or whatever. And I said, well, I don't understand. Like people that have kids about how great it is and this and that. And he goes, Teddy, it's the simplest way to put it to you is that it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And it's the most rewarding thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you don't have kids. No offense. You'll never understand it. No. You know, and I was I like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that was similar to you. Like, yeah. Kids are cute, but I would never wanted to hold a kid. <sighs> like I, I probably held like two kids in my entire life. Yeah, and, and maybe for a collective thirty seconds tops, and then handed it off to somebody, and now it's like as soon as I get home, Sid's like, "You want to hold her?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and I just sit on the couch. And I know I'm, it's so funny, right? Because yeah. I'm still the same way. And I'm still careful as f. Like my wife cracks up. I'm like, I got one hand on the head. I'm getting a little bit more confident in my holding abilities, but first few times, I'm like holding on for dear life. Yeah, how could yeah. you not? I don't want to be that guy that drops my baby. No. Or swings that neck back. But that's and, what I'm saying. Like, it's different. Like, no offense, but like, I mean, Lulu's small. But if you drop her, she'll be okay. Yeah. Like, you can't drop a baby. No. Like, this is, this is like, no fumbles here, boys. Dude, and Lulu, I was nervous about. You know Lulu. She's insane. Like, you're one of the few people she I, likes. I, I mean, now that it's okay, I was too. Oh, all of us. I'm like, oh, man. Just don't be that. I, I thought, at, at worst... Well, at worst, it was, uh, I didn't want to deal with. But like, at, I was like, at best, I'm thinking she could be shaking around it and uh, like weird and just acting like odd. She latched onto that kid immediately. Like they yeah. are inseparable. Like whenever we're hanging out, she cuddles right up on the kid, just hangs out right by her side, sniffs her all the time. It's like she's really just gentle around her, and it's like as if like that's her new homie. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so nice. Yeah, dogs are funny with kids. Yeah. Some yeah, dogs are completely uninterested, and some of them are just... No, she is like... Yeah. Like, if she cries, Lulu looks at us like, you pissing off my friend? I'm like, it's cool, Lulu. We didn't do this. She just pooped her pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, dude, um, I, I'm having a hard time if I had a pick. If, if I... I'm not going to either, but if I had to go... Do I want to go to Coachella, or do I want to go to Bonnaroo? That's going to be our conversation for the rest of this podcast. All right. So first off, here's my two issues with Bonnaroo. Okay. It's June in rural t- rural Tennessee. It Manchester. Is going, it's going to be hot and Ooh, humid. Yeah. So that's... As that's, opposed to Indio, California? Well... Isn't that the desert? It is the desert, but it's also, what, March or February? Oh, yeah. You might be right. Yeah. April. A- All right, so April. So it's going to be hot, but I don't no, know. you're right. Dude, you remember humidity. So that's my first issue with Bonnaroo. That, is that's a very good call. I don't want to deal with humidity. And this sounds really terrible, but number two is, again, it's rural Tennessee. How are you getting the drugs in? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's a festival. There's drugs. Like, I would imagine the Tennessee state troopers are all up and down these roads. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That's a very solid point. It's I mean, a, I'd be sketched out just smoking a joint in like my tent. Right. And I don't want to smuggle things up the butt. Now, keister them? Hell no. That is, uh, that's a very good question. If anyone's gone to Bonnaroo, let us know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just booze there. I'm just I have a hard time seeing that many people at a festival. Like I know there's drugs there. There's not a there's chance gotta be at now. least weed, but I'm like, I would be very sketched out smoking weed. Cause I'm looking at okay, like there's obviously the big day at Coachella would be Rage Against the Machine. All right. Friday. So Friday night to me, Coachella. And Coachella, here's the other thing I want to say. I know everybody looks at Coachella and goes, Oh, it's full of, you know, Instagram people and this and that. But also like I've been to Burning Man. Like, yes, there is some of those people, but it is such a tiny percentage. That's just Bur- what we see, though, on social media. Right. Most of Burning Man is still old school burners, fun people. My uh, Our mutual buddy, Drago, he went down to Coachella last year, and I asked him, and 
somehow he got something backstage tour with the security guys. And they were, you know him. He's always, he, he's got he's so a many. He's and a shaker. Yeah, well, he's got so many, like, big time clients. Yeah. Uh, but he, I was like, it was fun, wasn't it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, there's maybe 5% of the people you see on Instagram. He's like, everybody right. else is just normal festival people having a blast. Just, just zoning out, having fun. Yeah. All right, yeah, okay. That's and you're talking know. rage. Uh, Run the Jewels is yep. Friday night. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris. I would love to see. I, uh, lower down the list there Grizz. on Friday night is grit. Thank you. Yeah. Like there's some good stuff on Friday. There's a lot of artists I've never heard of. Oh, 100%. Like who the hell is Beach Bunny? Who are the Martinez brothers? Who is Pink Sweats? But the S is a dollar sign. Ah, I like it. Pink Sweats. That's right. Oh, Charlie XCX. Yep. Yep. Heard of him. Her. Him. It. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I would say that's like the big day, though, uh, for uh, for you and I. If like we were going to like Friday is the day I'd want to go. Which then you look at Bonnaroo. All right, they're Friday. All right. Did you see their lineup? Uh, it is epic. All right, give it to me again. You also have Run the Jewels. Nice. You yes. got to do it every time. Yeah, that's right. You did the Run the Jewels sign. That's awesome. Uh, I like the, the 1975. By the way, Steve and I specifically like to listen to Run the Jewels in port bodies <laughs> at Pumper Shoot. <laughs> Skip Macklemore, <laughs> and then you, just to go get more wasted. Basically, right outside of the Memorial Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't don't regret it. Zero no. raggards. Um, headlining Bonnaroo Friday on uh, the twelfth. Tool. All right. Right before Tool. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, that's a strange one. It is. I like it though. Me too. Yeah. And then right before Miley Cyrus, someone that we've enjoyed over at Burn at uh, Meltdown, Bass Nectar. Bass Nectar, huh? Bass Nectar. That is pretty big. Miley Cyrus and Tool are the one, two, three punch at the end of their Friday night. I would think me and you are about the only two people I know that listen to all three of those. Artists. Right. <laughs> and then you throw Run the Jewels in the mix? Yeah. Yeah, Bonnaroo's lineup is awesome. I just, I hate humidity. No, no, I, ne- I never even thought about that. And honestly, I mean, Tame Impala's playing on the Sunday. That'd be that'd cool. That'd be cool. Lizzo's playing. That'd be fun, too. Uh, but I, I really have zero. Like, those two days really mean nothing to me. It's just that Friday, man. Tool, Miley Cyrus, and Bass Nectar. We would lose our minds. We or would, would we? Because it's Nashville. I mean, it's Tennessee. <laughs> I also, uh, yeah, I don't know. Coachella's just one of those things. I know people make fun of I, I've just always wanted to go. It is definitely a bucket list thing for me, too. Yeah. Well, maybe. And I found out that we, uh, we have a mutual friend whose parents own a condo very close to it. Really? Yeah. So, ironically, I'm going to be down there across from Coachella uh, at the end of February, uh-huh. visiting him, but I'm not actually going the next month to the show. Wow. Yeah. yeah April 10th. I don't know if I could get away. That would be a fun little getaway. That would be, dude. It'd be cool if we could just... See, but the thing is, you probably have to buy all three days, right? It'd be cool if we could zip down, like literally fly down, fly down Friday. Friday. Go to Coachella on Friday. Right. And then spend the night and then just fly back Saturday. Fly back Saturday. Yeah, because I really don't have any interest. I mean, Travis Scott would be fun to see live. I'd like to see Travis Scott. I heard him live is phenomenal, too. But like, I mean... I don't need to see Tom York from Radiohead. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I, yeah. 21 Savage? No. I like 21 Savage, but not... Oh, Carly J. Repson, or Carly Ray Jepsen. I don't even know who that is. She had like... She was just like... What the hell was her song? She had like... She's a, a country person? Maybe now. Or was she, she was, the Friday girl? She was on par with Friday, but a different song. All right. Hey, this is crazy. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Well, now I'm thinking about going to Bonnaroo and just like losing my mind during the Miley Cyrus set. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because the last serious girlfriend I had, that's when Miley's big like CD came out. The and one she, where she did drugs and wrote a record about it? Yes. yes. But we listened to it so much. Like you, you would be shy. If we were at a concert, I could sing probably word for word, probably five songs off that record. Okay. I don't know if Miley Cyrus is going on tour. I'd imagine. And she if is. she closed the party in the USA, I'd be like, oh, party in the USA into Tool. Dude, I. If, if Miley Cyrus comes to Seattle and it's like, I love that you start typing Miley Cyrus and the first thing that comes up is Miley Cyrus mullet, which is pretty hot, if you ask me. Um, I go back and forth on if she's hot or not. I think she's so hot. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Miley Cyrus fan. I think she's super Her hot. voice is just so weird. I know, and I like she's it. She's a phenomenal singer. But she sounds like a Steve. seven-year-old man who smoked too much. <laughs> I know. Is she going on tour? Oh, yeah. It looks like it's called the Wonder Tour. Hmm. Oh, I wonder if she's coming to Seattle. Probably Tacoma. Dude, because if it's a weekend, 
Maybe we just need to go get really wasted and go see Miley Cyrus. Dude, MCTP went and saw it years ago at the Tacoma Dome, and he was like, dude, it was an awesome show. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, we'll have to figure this out. I mean, I don't know when the hell she's coming, but she better come. That'll be a fun conversation with my wife. She's like, what are you guys doing? It just it falls in line with you and me doing yeah. stupid stuff. Well, we're still due because our guy Timberlake canceled on us. Yeah. So we need that pop show. Okay. We'll figure that out and we'll make it happen. So what do we decide? Which one's better? Coachella or Bonnaroo? I'll, I'll be honest. If it was same day and you could only pick one, I think I'd go Bonnaroo. Yeah. But that lineup? Tool, Miley Cyrus, and Bass Nectar and Run to Jewels. See, from, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've i seen Tool, right? Like, seeing Rage back together, I think, would be awesome. I agree. <laughs> as weird as it sounds, like, I really, there's so many Calvin Harris songs that I love, and I never realize it until I get stuck on, like, a Calvin Harris, like, mix, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy makes hit after hit, and I love him. So I just feel like, man, we go see Miley Cyrus and, and Bass Nectar Run the Jewels, and we're losing our minds, and then we're just, like, kind of, like, in that decompressed mode, and then Tool comes on, and we just zone out. I look how we're zoning out on Tool now. It's like we're in the beer garden with the with the whalers. Their cool, their cool vibes are too intense for me. By the way, that still comes up whenever I'm with an Meltdown One group. of my favorite things, if no one remembers, a couple years ago we went to Summer Meltdown in Darrington. Yep. And we partied rather hard. All day on the yep. river. Yeah, living our Miley Cyrus life. And... <laughs> So now, right, you got to keep in mind, the sun hasn't even set yet. Right. And it's the old school way it was set up. So we go to the beer garden and it's the Whalers. Like Bob Marley's, Bob Marley's band. band. Right. It, Reggae. Right. They're playing and it's all about cool vibes and this and that. Turn it up. Do, do, right. And I just look at Steve. I go, it's too intense in here for me. And he's like, well, I was like, it's too intense. I got to get out of here. And I wasn't just acquiescing with uh, D. Ted Smith. I looked at him and go, I think you're kind of right. I'll go with you. Yeah. We went back and just sat by the RV. Yeah. And decompressed. Decompressed for a minute. From the we went back out. But we were dealing with it. was just too much. The intensity of the whalers. Yeah, I just remember like it just it was crowded in there and it'd be like Simon and Garfunkel and we're like, bro, this is too much. I know. People are like, you guys left that show? Like, yeah. yeah. Man, I wonder if we're gonna be able to pull off a meltdown this summer. I mean, I'm going, Steve. I'm a new dad. But I feel like August. My wife will have things and things will be in like order. Or maybe I'll just bring the baby with me. Negative. Baby's first. <laughs> this is no baby. Well, you got to be in the family section. This has been a big discussion. I'm like, no babies in the damn camp. They can come by during the day. That'd be so, oh, I'd love to do it just to piss you off. Oh. Show up and Ted's like, yep, camper, it's all set up for you, Steve. I'm like, cool. It's going to be three of us. <laughs> Ted Miggs and Tatum. The new Meltdown crew. Well, I got good news and bad news, Steve. Getting a bigger RV. But there's also a new roommate. Oh, that's just great. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. All right, we're going to get out of here. Yeah, uh, man. man. Congratulations. So, so happy you. to see you, man. I love you and uh, great stuff. Thank you, man. It means yeah. a lot. You were the first, I am not lying, you were the first person that I texted and sent a picture to. How great was that timing? Yeah. Like, I just, Steve had texted me the night before that she's in, you know, she's in labor and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then it literally was like around noon and I just was getting, getting coffee or something. How are we doing? And Steve's like, just had the baby. Yep. Like, boom. And you I was were like, literally awesome. the first person I was about to send the picture to. And I, that's just a testament of yeah. how much I love you, my man. I was, and you know, probably more than anybody, the, 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 the S word that I was going through for several years. And yeah, you could you say were, it's struggle. Yes, struggle. Yes, uh, the serenity that I was going through for the last few years. And, and like a true friend, you were always there for me. And, yeah. and I appreciate that. And yeah, man. Uh, that's why her middle name is uh, Ted. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hang on. One real quick story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did not realize that our boss here, Hair Club, like hates typos, right? It's like a pet peeve. I did not know this. So when Steve had his baby, uh, Hair Club just sent out an email, and he just missed a letter. So it said, Mr. Tatum, right? I know. So I look at Castle and go, that's not right. Like, that's a girl. And I mean, Hair Club was on it. Like, two, not even two minutes later, he's like, my bad, missed a letter. Because well, I text, I emailed him back. I'm like, thanks, bro. It's a girl. All right. And he's like, great, it's Mrs. So then, 
At night, we have our office Christmas party. Now, keep in mind, it's just me being me. I have no idea this is like a pet peeve of himself. Like, he hates putting in typos. So, it's me, him, and his wife. We're having a beer. He buys me a beer. I go, thanks for the beer. By the way, nice email today. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I saw the look on his face. I was like, oh, like I I didn't mean it to kill I was just talking ass. There was one time he had a typo. I never knew that. And no wonder why he like kind of like looked annoyed. It was like he sent an email about like someone on our staff and like, a, 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 like something cool happened. Like they, yeah. it was a great shot for them or something like that. But he wrote the poop word instead of shot. He replaced the I. O with the I. Which, and I remember he came in and like said hi. I'm like, oh man, yeah. How about uh, how about Bill, man, with that great S word? And he goes, what are you saying? I'm like, look at your email. And he was just like, oh. Yeah, I had no idea until I told, I'll leave other people's names out of this. I told somebody else the joke and they were like, dude, you don't know. Like, that's a, like, he hates doing that. that. I was like, yeah, just, you know, everybody has their right. personal, I'm sure, right? Like, everybody has do. their, yeah. So I was just like, oh, of course. <laughs> nice email. And I know, like, he was so pumped to share it because, like, he, 100%. Because we were texting and I told him, like, he was like, wanted to, like, also one of the earlier people that I told just because he was so supportive throughout this for me. Yeah, yeah. And, He's like, is it cool if I share it with the staff? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And I think I gave him a picture. I can't remember. And then I saw that, and I was like, hey, dude, just let you know it's a miss, not mister. And he wrote something like, damn it, or something like that. And then the, the new email came out after that. Right. And then when I dropped the joke, even his wife goes, who did you send it to? And he's like, the entire staff. That is awesome. Right. And then two minutes later, I went, hey, you know, we're in the wrong part. There's an actual bar over there where everybody else is hanging out. He was like, yeah, what are we doing in here? That's so funny. Get away from me. Leave me alone, Mr. Smith. Uh, all right, man. All right. It's great to be back. I, yep. I believe we're back next week. I know there's like a staff meeting one of these Wednesday things. Unless we I think wanted... I think next week we're on, and then the next one. Yeah. Gotta, so either yeah. we want to do early or just we'll figure it out. Yeah. We don't know anymore. But we're back. More frequently. <laughs> Stop tweeting us. Yes. Steve had a baby. <laughs> Thank you for everyone being so patient. Uh, and also a moment of silence for Grace, our Australian robot, who sadly is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be messed up if I just never, we never came back and then just people would keep like the podcast on, like <laughs> waiting, keep, like when are they going to come back? Uh, hey, all right, real quick. Have you ever had to do that? Like at the fire or anything? No, we've, and I'm glad I did this. We unsadly lost somebody who was very influential in this town, right? Yeah. Uh, a huge part of the local, right? A lot of the wrestlers that you see uh, have uh, fallen under his, his wrestlers called the learning tree and has trained by him. It's a guy by the name of Buddy Wayne. He oh, wrestled yeah, yeah. WWE for a second. Yeah, his son Nick Wayne is now wrestling at 14. He's incredible. Uh, his wife is one of the nicest people. Like that family, and they brought out like guys like King Cash or Guillermo Rosas, uh, Cody Chun, uh, Darby Allen. A lot of oh, people yeah. have come through the Buddy Wayne Academy. It's a, so when he passed, I never met him, sadly, but I, I've gotten to know his wife really well. And she's like, oh, you, you would have loved him. And I'm, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I never had an opportunity to meet him. But it, we had a Defy show. And they're like, how do you want to handle this? We need to show some love. I'm like, man, we're known for being the crowd that gets loud. I, I know that's, I just feel like it would be weird and it would, it would hurt the vibe if we just did the whole silent or 10-bell salute. It's like, what if we just ask people to just really just make as much freaking noise as possible to show love for this guy. That's a good call. And dude, and we've done that before. And then like a guy like Virgil Flynn, uh, that was a guy that wrestled in the Bay Area that had a big influence. We did that in Portland for him because a lot of wrestlers knew him and he was heartbroken. And, and it was so powerful to hear that room and they were chanting his name. And, like, and, I, and I know like that meant a lot to the, his family yeah. that it was done that way as opposed to well, see, I've I've been on the other side down uh-huh. at Cage where we've lost some people. Yeah, and like, man, I I don't I, I never know what to say. We do that ten bell salute, which is great, but yeah. it's just so quiet and so like, I'm always like, I, I have no idea. Like you say thank you, and then it's like, do you like, go back to being high energy? Right. right. Like, it's, how long do I give that break? I mean, it, you know, you, you figure it out, but it is uncomfortable. It's hard. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's, and we it's got a weird one, tone. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a tough one coming up. We, we we lost a very important part of it, so it's just like, oh no, yeah, yeah. Our matchmaker, uh, uh, it sucks. Yeah, brutal. Rich was a great dude too. So yeah, but I I've done it before, so I know. Like we were talking about the grace, like that that silence. Like you're right. Like how do we get out of this? Yeah. So I was like, I mean, it was one of those things where I'm just like, hey man, and 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 farmer and everyone behind the scenes was like, yeah, 
that's how we should do it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, especially for what you guys are doing. Right. I think I think ours is a little. Boxing's a little bit different. Yeah. Wrestling's known for being loud and obnoxious and having silly chants. Yeah. That's not what boxing is. So yeah. it worked well for that vibe. But yeah, dude, it's a tough thing. And when, when it's being handed to you, the hardest part, like you said, is how do you transition from this really powerful moment to then now we have to let the show must go on. Yeah. Yeah. I think I completely just, the, the last time I did it, I think I just kind of punked out, did it, said thank you, and this went... Okay, now back to your ring announcer, Kenny, Ken Davis. <laughs> Put on Kenny's. Well, just because, like, right? Like, we switched off so then he could come in full energy and it wouldn't seem as awkward. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Anyhow, Grace is gone. We miss you. And I don't know if we're going to like this Alice chick, but we'll, we'll make do. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Until maybe that old program comes back and then we can bring Grace back. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. Follow us on Twitter at The Megacast. <laughs> 